Have you ever wondered how to show up as your best version of yourself no matter what life throws at you? You are not alone. I've spent the last 6 years on the comeback trail after getting fired as a burned out workaholic who missed her first candlelight wedding anniversary. When life gets tough, there's always a choice. Give up or show up. So how do you forge an inspiring leadership without the overwhelm completely from scratch? Join me in my quest to bring you the stories, strategies and tips you need to inspire you to succeed. I am Priyanka Khandalkar and this is Show Up with Priyanka. Hello everyone, welcome to Show Up with Priyanka and this is your host Priyanka Khandalkar. I am so thrilled and excited to welcome Shoma Mitra. Shoma is a ex-journalist, writer and editor. She has been in the writing and publishing industry for over 28 years now. Her one mission and passion in life is to help people tell their stories in book form. Because how else are you going to leave a legacy for your future generation and make an impact? Books have the power to impact long after the writer is gone. She helps you to go from blank page to bestseller. So awesome. Welcome Shoma. So honored to have you here. Hi Priyanka how lovely to be here and thank you for um, you know inviting me on this podcast I'm so excited to have you here Shoma and I can't wait to like talk more about writing book it's like I I I know like a lot of people want to do that but they just don't know where to start so I'm quite excited for our conversation so before we start Shoma yeah uh, could you please tell our listener who Shoma Mitra is Okay so Shoma Mitra is um an ex journalist um I've been in the media industry in television and in print now like Priyanka said for over 27 28 years so really writing and editing is all I know and I because I was a human interest features writer and editor later um I have a particular interest in getting people's stories out um and because you know as everyone knows it's almost become cliched now that everyone has to write a story and there has to be a story in everything i just do it in the book form yeah and i love that you are so passionate shoma like whenever i interact with you you always <laughs> like inspire me priyanka are you like uh, keeping a journal are you writing this down like yeah. it's, it's amazing and like as you were saying like everyone wants to write content but it's interesting like how our message the message like they say it's so exactly. awesome so shoma like i remember like few months back we were talking and you were telling me all about uh, how like you were in india like working with all this different newspaper i think you were in star star tv also right yeah rupert murdoch star tv yes yes oh my goodness and now you live in uh, australia is that right Yes yes so um i began my career in um journalism in print and a little bit in print and then um i moved to television so where i was um, mainly doing still writing copywriting um mm-hmm. and editing for television channels but also scripting as a freelance script writer for uh, soaps for a couple of other channels in india like sony and z in those days this is i'm talking like more than i think 25 27 years ago um but <laughs> television yeah long long time ago i've been around that long so 
Um, but then my children were growing up then and television had very odd timings. So that's when I decided to switch full time to um, the print media. And I joined a newspaper syndication uh, where um, in India where we um, wrote and uh, published for about 40 major journals and newspapers and magazines across the country. Wow. Wow, that's so awesome. Like that's like it's it sounds so overwhelming. Shuma, like, <laughs> wow, that's amazing. And I remember you were telling like last time, and this this, this is the thing which stuck with me, Shuma. Like when yeah. you told me, like every morning you will gather, okay, what news needs to go today? And then you will say the most negative news gets picked the first thing. Is that right? <laughs> that is that is true. Unfortunately, in the media industry or in any uh, you know publishing kind of thing, it's advertising that drives media mm -hmm. so without advertising um you know it's very hard to sustain media as you know print media is already you know on its way out mm -hmm. and uh, which is another reason i'm so passionate about books and i'll tell you i'll get into that later but with uh, magazines journals um even television and radio everything is advertising driven Mm -hmm. So what happens is it's the editor's call to make that commercial decision, like which kind of news goes first. So that is the reason that, you know, you don't see that many feel-good stories as you see the, you know, the tragic things happening or the accidents or the political bungles that's happening there in Australia now. Or, right. Um, you know, disasters, you see a lot of bad news because the human mind catches on to the bad news faster and you're like, oh my God, I need to see this. Yes. And wow. that becomes front page news. So advertisers are there. So it's a completely commercial decision. Having said that, newspapers and journals all also have, you know, different papers have their different political angles and things like that. So yeah, yeah you're right. You know, every... Um, Monday morning or in, you know, sometimes it used to be a Tuesday morning, seven o'clock, we would gather, whether it was television or print and have an editor's board meeting where we had to pitch to the chief editor what the story was going to be. Wow. So Shoma, like, do you feel like you felt heavy during those times? You felt like this is not, I really want to do, like really promote all this negative news, but my heart is telling me to promote the positive stories or inspiring um, stories. Yes, that's one of the reasons where, um, you know, I moved to the human interest um, side of things where I began, when I began, I was very young. So I would just, they'd just send me out to do stories that they wanted me to do. And I was covering, you know, anything from a school sports thing to um, local events and things like that. But as we... I grew in seniority. Um, I opted to do, first it was children's, and then a major part of my life was human interest, features writer, and then editor, where I wanted to capture people's stories. So then I was beginning to be sent to interview personalities. And that to me was much better because there was no good or bad in that. It was wow. just Do you have a memory from that time? When you started doing that, like um, lots. So, um, well, there's lots of them now on your interview. I don't know that it would uh, that people would actually know any of those personalities, but I'll tell you one incident 
where I was sent. So this person was not um, was not a well-known personality, mm-hmm. but the newspaper called me to say, can you go and um, interview this person who was the head of the transgender community in India? And I was in Mumbai. Mm-hmm. So what happens in Mumbai now in India, I don't know. There's a little bit of a backdrop uh, for people you know, listening all over the world that India doesn't look equally upon transgender people. And so they are um, quite often, you know, I don't know how to put this um, without sounding. um, Yeah, like neglected or something, right? They are neglected. So a lot of them, you know, they end up at traffic lights begging for um, money or for, you know, and and they're considered a nuisance. Mm -hmm. So the newspaper, which was Times of India, actually, sent me out to investigate the head of this transgender community in a slum in Mumbai. And I had to go in there with police escorts. So the company gave me police escorts and a photographer, and I had to go in there um, for several days at a time uh, in order to interview this person and the community and find out what their life was like, how, you know, from their perspective, what it was. And it was such an eye-opener for me because Mm -hmm. people are just people. It doesn't matter what sexuality, you know, what um, start of life they're coming from. They're forced to be out on the roads because they have to make a living. Mm -hmm. They're just humans like you, me, and they're wonderful people. And so that is one of the memories that really struck with, stuck with me that, you know, uh, their life story and if I could have had more time I would today go back and write a book about them. Wow that's beautiful and I have seen recent advertisement uh, mm-hmm. and they have like like it's amazing how India has come so far right now Shoma and like they yeah. even have some advertisement and they're promoting and they're like supporting like there's like uber drivers who are like a transgender and they're able to do it and like they're really promoting them and like i am so happy to see the changing yeah. india and like how they're supporting everyone from that is so good, yes. yeah i saw i will send you that advertisement if i find it but yeah. it's so amazing <laughs> so shuma like uh, tell us like when did you became entrepreneur for first time and i know you have this amazing amazing what you call your own life story like being an editor like then moving to perth with your family and now you have a beautiful grandbabies and like like <laughs> it has been like a while like you have been doing this right yeah, editing parts but about. like when did you say, okay, this is the time I'm going to take my skills and like really start teaching like or helping uh, people to uh, like come out with their stories? Like when was yeah. that first time? So it was, um, it happened rather organically. It was not a decision that I chose to make. So when we moved from India to um, Perth, primarily because of my husband's job, um, I had to give up my job in India and come here. And then for nine months, I couldn't find a job because Perth is a very, very small little place. It's the um, most isolated city in the world. I don't know if your listeners know that. 
<laughs> I need to visit uh, it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a beautiful, beautiful place, but it is very isolated. And so media here is very small. There's only just one small newspaper and a main newspaper. There are a few local community newspapers. But when I went to this, um, the West Australian, which is the largest newspaper house here, um, they looked at my resume and said that, look, I know we can see, you know, at that stage, it was like 15, 16 years experience. And, um, but the thing is, we can't send you out on a story because you don't know birth, mm-hmm. which in a way was true because um, I really didn't know the culture. I didn't know the people. I didn't know the politics. So I said, all right, um, and came back home and then uh, started looking around because after nine months, I was going a bit mad. Mm-hmm. And I did get a job in the uh, in a large tertiary hospital here, but it was just as an admin staff. And administration is not some it's not my skill. So it's not something I'd ever yes, done. That's right. <laughs> but you know, for, you have to have a job. So I stuck right. on there. But what I did do was I started building my freelance business. So people just came to know that my background is editing and writing. Mm-hmm. So initially it was doctors who were, you know publishing a paper and they just come and slap a paper on my desk and say, hey, can you just uh, do a quick edit? Or um, someone would be um, doing a thesis or a master's and say, you know, can you just see that it reads well? So I wasn't charging anyone for those. I'd just do it for them. Mm -hmm. And word started getting around. And this is about 2006, 2007. And then I started playing around with websites and, um, you know, learned how that worked and SEO and started developing websites and understanding uh, search engine optimization and how content, you know, organically, how you can bring your content up. It was more a hobby than anything. I'd come back from work and do this. And that's when people started asking me. So I created my own website. People Mm -hmm. saw it and then she said, oh, can you do one for me? And um, So that's how it actually started very organically. It was only in 2012 when we went on a family holiday to um, uh, the Serengeti in Africa that this story thing really took off. And I don't know if you've got time. Do you want me to tell the story? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. (laughs) Something I tell everyone. (laughs) <laughs> so we were on a holiday in, um, and doing the safaris and stuff in the Serengeti. And, you know, like all tourists, they took us to this Maasai village. And uh, we um, got off the combi in the village and there were all these women and men with um, you know, selling us wares. The children were jumping around. They had beautiful... Um, the Maasai people are really gorgeous looking. They're more than six feet tall and they've got, you know, beautiful features they had all these beads and necklaces and stuff Mm -hmm. and um, I saw the village headman sitting there on a tree stump and just watching us um, while everyone was milling around and so I suppose being a journalist um, and you're curious (laughs) I walked up to him and uh, I started talking to him but of course he knew Swahili and I was New English, so we didn't have too much of a conversation. We were nodding. And then uh, about a 12 or 13 year old boy came and he started interpreting for us. Oh, wow. Uh, he was a local, local boy. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about this and that. 
And then the village headman said something to me, which really started me off on this journey. And he said, we have a saying in our tribe that whenever an elder dies, a library burns to the ground. Oh, wow. Wow. That's really sort of, you know, it still makes the hair on my hands rise when I do. Oh, my goodness. When you said that, it did happen with me. I could like feel it inside. Oh, my goodness. That's so powerful there. Wow. Whenever an elder dies, and it's so true, like not just elders, each of us, we have our own story. Mm, And, you know, when we are gone, the stories are gone forever. Yes. That really got me thinking. And I thought that if, you know, I thought that if we don't get these stories down, they're going to be gone forever. Academic capturing, academic history is one thing, but the social history of people, like how they lived, each one's personal thoughts, you know, how they um, went through life, their challenges, their emotions, their, um, you know, failures, their successes everybody's life is different. And when people tell me that they don't have a story, they're so wrong. Every single person has a story. I love that. Yeah. You start delving into it. And I suppose, you know, um, being a journalist, I'm good at getting into people's heads. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's my core. You're curious. Like, it's interesting. Like, you got the head of the tribe also to speak. (laughs) Yeah. You got in his head too. Like, you got curious. But it's so powerful. So, Shoma, what happened after that? So, you came back to Perth and you just started, like, full-fledged, like, helping others with their stories and editing? Yeah. So, I came back to Perth. um, And then this has been going around in my head then after he said that. And I thought, how can I... um, you know, how can I put this into use? How where will I find the people to ask for stories? No one's going to come to me and say, hey, here's my story. Um, and as you know, being in the editing industry, I already knew enough about publishing, marketing. I'm a voracious reader. Mm-hmm. So books are my thing anyway. I love books. My background is English language and literature. So I had all this background and I thought, how am I going to put this to use to help people? Mm-hmm. So that's when I started talking to libraries and councils here mm-hmm. and saying that this is what I want to do. You know, how can you help me? So they started inviting me to do workshops in the libraries and councils. I would do them for free. And I would get, you know, 30, 40 people, sometimes maybe even 10 or 12. It didn't matter to me. Right. It was and just I the was, experience you're getting. like. Yeah, I was, yes, spreading my message. Yes. So this was the time, and I don't think podcasts were that popular then, otherwise I would have done that. <laughs> or Zoom, there was no Zoom. So I was doing it physically, face-to-face. Mm-hmm. And the stories that were emerging from them were incredible. Not everyone wrote a book, mm-hmm. um, because as you know, you know, a book is a process. It does take time. I'm not one of those 48-hour turnaround authors, because you know what you have to write it has to be good. Mm-hmm. But some of the stories and the books we've published have been amazing. The things people have gone through and overcome and then had the courage to put that in words. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. So Shoma, yeah. I have a question yeah. for you. Like it's, it's amazing. Like uh, 
like how you started your own journey and like how you went through the steps and it it has been a while you have been doing this so you said that was like in 2007 you said 7 no, no 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 the writing um thing started after 2012 2012 okay wow so at what stage um so according to you at what stage in one's life uh you should start preparing to write a book or is it any time any time really writing has no limitations i mean if and it doesn't have to be a memoir or a particular self help book it can be anything so my daughter who's also good with writing she had written a story when she was i think 9 or 10 years old oh wow it was <laughs> of a thriller yeah it was called which twitty knows and it had all the ingredients you know the drama the uh, conflict and everything and wow. <laughs> i'm lost it but anyone can write at any time it's you know when people ask me when should i write a book mm-hmm. and i always tell them when that idea in your head refuses to go away that you mm. keep thinking about it it's something that's revolving in your head all the time you know at the back of your mind and that's when you know that that's something that needs to be written Wow, or broadcast or said yeah published in any form so shoma mm-hmm. is there like a particular questions you are supposed to ask yourself before you write the book um it depends on what book you're writing so if it is say someone is an entrepreneur okay or running a business and they are doing it either for impact or visibility or to monetize Mm-hmm. then they would have say a particular um, you know ip like something that they're doing really well like for example you started the podcast and it's become really popular because i listen to most of the ones you put out <laughs> thank every- you so much shoma <laughs> i do i do and they're That's really amazing. really good the guests you get on and the questions that you ask because you're like me you ask not intrusive questions but questions which will elicit um a lot of depth and matter from the person mm. so entrepreneurs who want to write books obviously they've got something specific or something um that's uh you know that's integral to them the reason why they are successful so their niche and they obviously want to write for that you know to expose that and to let people know that um they're available so if that's something they've got then that obviously is their central theme mm i love that now yeah other the other kind of person is a person who's gone through a personal journey you know mm-hmm. uh, it could have been a wonderful achievement like if it's a sports person it could have been traumatic if someone's gone through um, you know any personal experience of say suicidal ideations or divorce mm-hmm. or you know some kind of trauma or grief and they really want to pour that out because writing is also a form of catharsis it's a form of healing mm-hmm. wow. so those people can also write books people can write books for fiction which is great fun mm-hmm. try i i really monitor people that try your hand at fiction it's because you can play god you know you can do anything you want wow. as long as you know the structure and the little technicalities behind writing you can do that and so there's no real age mm-hmm. right whenever you want whenever the um you know passion takes you 
I love and the that. best way is, is to start writing. Everything can follow later. I love that. What comes from your heart is what's, you know, uh, the best part. I love that show, man. I know like you have been telling me, Priyanka, you should write a book. And I'm like, oh, I should do that. But it's just like, doesn't feel right right now. But I know like I have to work on it someday. And like, you is going to like really help me to like uh, get my question answered because sometimes we just have so many obstacles we put on ourselves to yeah. do some things. So uh, Shoma, it's, uh, you're saying something you want yeah, I was just going to say that I've actually created a template, um, a, a book writing template where people like you, for example, that you don't know where to start, what to do, should I or should I not write, is you just fill in, everything ha- is in a, like a table format and you just fill in um, the, not even questions like I've written, you know, this is the central idea, you fill it in, these are the characters, you fill it in, this is your timeline. And as you fill in those pages, your the structure of your book is ready. I love that. Wow. <laughs> That's simplified. You like you simplified it in like yeah. six steps, five steps. That was amazing. <laughs> so so Shoma, like uh, like I I get that. Like, okay, you can write fiction, you can write any story, like your own uh, life story, your own journey. But how will I know my story is worth writing about? Is there like, do you have like a framework around it? Like just to know, like, will this work or will people yeah. will come? Like, do you like go through absolutely. that too? Yeah, absolutely. So first I have to say that every story is worth it depending on how you pitch it. So when you see um, uh, a read a really good book or see, you know, those Netflix serials or movies that you get really addicted to, that you can't stop, you're like, oh my God, you know, this Mm -hmm. is absolutely, you know, whatever serial that is what that you're watching. I'm not much of a television person, I'm more a book. But, you know, whether it's Game of Thrones or whether it's um, Downton Abbey or whatever, we find them gripping. Same There's a reason why we find them gripping, because they follow a formula. Like with everything creative, there's also a craft to it. And if you follow that formula, in in the book world or the movie world, the formula is actually a triangle. It's a pyramid where you start with setting the scene. Mm -hmm. Then there is rising action where you lead the reader or the viewer up complications that are happening so some actions need to happen dramatic actions then you lead them to a climax which is the peak of the pyramid and from that climax say for example in a book or a movie that's the place where you know a mystery is solved or um, the murder is found or the love um, you know between the hero and the heroine so that's that's the peak and then from there it descends down so then you start unraveling all the mysteries or bringing the reader down saying, you know, you've peaked the point and then you start going down. It's called falling action. And then the last part of the triangle is the resolution or denouement where you're tying up all the ends. So as long as every story has this formula and you can make it a formula, there's a way to do it. It's probably too long in a podcast. <laughs> As long as you form that structure, then every story can be made into a dramatic story. Mm, Wow. And 
it doesn't matter what kind of story right it like doesn't you can it's how you pitch that story how you yeah that ups and downs you know it has to be a page turning thing like you don't want someone to pick up a book and 20 pages later just discard it so how are you going to do that that's how every page has to have those little dramatic ups and downs so you have to keep the reader guessing mm-hmm. and of course there's a way to do that <laughs> I love that. Wow. That's amazing Shoma like how you put it together like in such a simplified way because sometimes you can just think like oh my goodness like isn't this a big project and it will take like a whole year to go through it and uh, so what has been like some of your own clients like uh, what has been their timeline the shortest timeline uh, the shortest timeline has been uh 5 uh, days when someone wrote an ebook Wow. and they work with me so you can do it even over a weekend and that's another of the things that i'm um just writing an ebook on how to write an ebook oh. <laughs> that's fun i need to get that and, yeah and the template will be there in that book so you just put it together and it can come out um but usually uh, i like to take at least say for a full length book i would say the writing takes between 6 to 8 weeks but remember priyanka writing is not the only thing mm-hmm. the writing is the core without the writer you can't you know have a book but after that it's the editing it's mm-hmm. polishing it and there are three types of editing you do the developmental editing you do copy editing and then you do proofreading again i'm not going to go into the details wow. of it so you normally help with that shoma right the yes. editing part yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. In wow. fact, Priyanka, I don't know if this is the right time to mention it, but every Friday, I've just started last week on my group um, from blank page to bestseller on Facebook. I have started a one-hour live, um, uh, free live, free Friday trainings. So, oh wow, that's amazing! Every Friday, it's a different topic, and people can log in and just listen and ask questions and anything they want to know about books, writing, editing, publishing, marketing. Oh, I love that! Wow, Shoma, that's amazing that you're doing that, and it's it's free, like so that you can also connect with people and like solve like all these fears and all the confusion which comes up, right? You can clarify and yeah, yeah I love and that. You know what questions other people have. Oh yeah, like especially their obstacles, like why Absolutely. why they, like I think yeah, that's a really good way especially for entrepreneurs who are just starting off they they all like I think the way you are doing it I feel like every entrepreneur should do it because we need to know what are the obstacle, what are the uh, pains our customer has. Absolutely. Yeah. And how we can change our own product or our own solution to customize to those pains. I I love exactly. what you're doing. so good yeah. so good <laughs> so shoma like what are the future projects you are working on so well um should i say it on this project uh, on your podcast or no <laughs> but i'm very excited about one thing that um and this has been in my head for the last 2 years and i'm working towards it is helping people with early onset dementia mm-hmm. and palliative care patients and getting their stories out Oh, wow. People will lose those stories. People with early onset dementia are losing stories. People with even full-blown Alzheimer's. Like families have mothers, fathers, grandparents, aunts, uncle who are, you know, l- living beautiful human beings. 
And because of this disease, they're losing their memory. Mm. And because they're losing their memory, they're losing their stories. So I want to go out and help those people, people with terminal illnesses who are going to go away. We know that Mm -hmm. there's not much we can do. Wow. Wow. This is powerful, Shoma. This is really powerful. Oh my goodness. So that's a project I'm working on and hopefully it'll soon come to fruition. If any of your audience can help me connect with um, these families or organizations which help people, because I'm from the medical industry as well, I'm also talking to doctors and um, aged care homes and uh, you know agencies, uh, hospitals where I can reach out. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy to do this at like minimal cost for um, not-for-profits and you know, things like that, roll out a program. We're working on rolling out a program where we can offer this, you know, virtually at nothing, uh, but help to get the stories out. I love that. Like, this is so beautiful cause and wow, wow. Connecting. One of my pet projects, apart from, of course, helping everyone write their books and, you know, this is Wow, because this is like, it comes from your heart. It will make your heart so happy. I think at the end of our life, it's not about like earning money, but it's also about contribution. Absolutely. We are contributing to the world. It's long enough. Yeah, I need to give back. Yes. Oh my God. I'm also on the board of, you know, um, what got me is I'm on a board of a few um, foundations. One is the Genetic and Rare Disease Network here in Australia. Um, and, and again, there, there are these incredible stories of people with very, very rare diseases and the struggles they're going through. And then I was um, coordinator for the Liver Foundation of Australia. I still am really working with them. Um, they've got incredible transplant stories. You know, there's stories everywhere. I'm um, the mentor for the Australian Medical Writers Association. So I'm also their member, but uh, wow. I mentor as well. You're doing so <laughs> much. This is amazing. Wow. You're asking, me how, you're asking me how you get time, Priyanka, to do all that. But I'm like, how you get time to do all that, Shoma? Like, you know, it's lovely. I need people to help me. So any yeah. of your oh, yeah. audience who wants to are most welcome. Yes. Oh my goodness. I'm going to put that in the show notes also, Shoma. Like, uh, let's let's like hopefully this uh, episode will come out like once you have that project out like we we can yeah. keep in touch to make sure that oh, can, yeah it's it's amazing I love that that's so awesome Shoma so I know you did tell how to reach out to you if someone wants to connect to you mm-hmm. but where our listeners can reach out to you so one is um, the best place if they want to learn how to write, edit, um, or publish their books is join my Facebook group, which is From Blank Page to Bestseller. And the other is my website, which is just shomamitra.com. And you can find all my details there. So you can call me, email me, um, just pick up the phone and call. That's the best way to reach me. Awesome. Thank you so much, Shoma, for being on my show today. I had so much fun and hopefully you did too. I did. It has been wonderful. Thank you, Priyanka.
Welcome, Shoma. So today we only had this much time. If you want to learn more from Shoma, please do check out her website and connect with her on social media. And please, please show up by writing your own inspiring story and impacting others with your words. Talk to us soon. I honor you for your energy and time to show up till the end and listening to this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please do take a minute to rate and review my show and share it with others who needs it the most. This would mean world to me. Remember your positive intentions, your presence and your positive energy is contagious to attract the positive result. Talk to you soon. Stay tuned until the next episode.